0: He actually told me, he said, I don't care whether it's a woman, a man, a dog, or a rock. I'm just going to bring in whoever the best person is.
1: I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to Sand Hill Road.
0: Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. You know, those that are not considered diverse are white males, East Indian males, and Asian males. That is not a diverse candidate.
1: That's Jeff Christian, a headhunter who has placed CEOs all over Silicon Valley. And chatting with him, I'm surprised how
0: straightforward he is about the job we might include a couple of white males or an Asian or East Indian male onto the slate so it is a balanced slate and that the client has the opportunity to know that they're making a decision amongst the most qualified candidates.
1: Jeff is helping companies find diverse candidates and you've heard from him who's not diverse.
0: In fact, I was just talking with a CEO and a chief operating officer of about a $100 million software company earlier today. And they mentioned that they would love to find a woman for their chief revenue officer search that they're considering. And I said, well, we do something called diversity first, where we just identify the women that are either in the job that we're searching for or could be promoted into that job out of every one of your competitors and peripherally related industries. Companies are willing to look just for a woman, and there's no problem in doing that. Um, And We may not be including others, but because it's such a well-known fact that there are not enough women in leadership positions and people of color, that searches can be done uh, specifically. Now, occasionally we'll hear that, you know, we'd love to find a a Latino male because they've got women, but they don't have a person of color, you know, an African-American male or a Latino male.
1: I guess not being in the hiring business It is okay from a legal standpoint to say I am going to exclude uh, a certain subset of people from the search?
0: No, I don't think that it's uh, okay to exclude any subset of people. Uh, The language that's used as we're doing a search is a preference, So we prefer a woman. So that's okay. To say that we only want to see women candidates is probably not okay. But though you just said that you sometimes present only a slate of women candidates. We call it diversity first, meaning that we'll find the women candidates first, and then we'll also show them the other grouping, which is, you know, white, Asian, and East Indian male candidates.
1: You you placed uh, the one of the HP CEOs. Now, there have been a lot of HP CEOs.
0: Well, Tell me which one and your experience doing that. That was Carly Fiorina. So... The board came to me when they selected us to do the search and they had a copy of Fortune magazine that Carly was on the, on the front of as the most powerful woman in technology. And they said, we really like to hire Carly. She was not my number one candidate. In fact, I tried to dissuade the board from uh, hiring her, which I was unsex- unsuccessful at in the final hours of the search.
1: When we look at the history of HP, and again, they've had quite a long history of CEOs, Carly Fiorina did not turn out to be the CEO that HP needed. Now, let me break in here and say that's not just my opinion or Jeff's. HP's market cap jumped $3 billion the day the board fired her. But I did offer her time to defend herself, sending her a transcript of what you're hearing. I didn't hear back, but here's Fiorina on CNBC defending herself as she ran for president in 2015.
0: And yes, I was fired over a disagreement in the boardroom. There are politics in the boardroom as well. And yet, the man who led my firing, Tom Perkins, an icon of Silicon Valley, has come out publicly and said, you know what? We were wrong. She was right. She was a great CEO. She'd be a great president of the United States because the leadership she brought to HP is exactly the leadership we need in Washington, D.C. No, I don't think she was at all. In fact, I think she pretty much destroyed the HP culture that I loved. I was doing all the search work for Hewlett Packard. I did about half the work when Lou Platt uh, was promoted to run half the company. And then when he was promoted to CEO, I did all the work there. And I even had the chance to meet David Packard. He, He would sit. Uh, right uh, on the aisle as you came into corporate headquarters as I was walking down to Lou's office. He was always there. I, I only talked, you know, probably only spoke 20 words together. But, you know, someone that I'd always admired and, and knew of. And there was something called the HP way. And I loved it, you know, which was a commitment to, you know, the best technology, a commitment to customers and commitment to their people. And I think that all went out the window when Carly was there. One of the first things she did was upgrade the jet uh, fleet. She was angry at me and angry at HP that they picked her up in a jet that was older than the AT&T jets that I guess she was used to using, and I thought that was just terrible.
1: It is important when you are advising companies to argue against a candidate at times. You know, we think of headhunters and advisors as as advocating for a choice, uh, but sometimes saying no, this is the wrong choice.
0: Uh, is just as or po- possibly just more important. Absolutely, Scott. And I, I think that really is what defines a good search person is someone that's willing to stand up when they know someone is not right and be willing to to you know, go up against a client's uh, opinion and say, this is someone that you really shouldn't hire. And that was something that uh, I discovered about Carly. I, I really felt that I, I what I ended up doing was I started doing references that um, that she had not given me. And she was very precise and letting me know that I was not allowed to talk to anyone other than those that she would vetted because she had to keep it confidential, et cetera, et cetera, which I discovered. I decided I had to do some. Uh, and, I, and we had two people that were actual candidates that worked with uh, Carly that were I discovered were two or three levels above her. And I called one of them, who was another uh, female candidate, and I said, I'm sorry, you're not uh, a finalist, and I wanted to ask you about Carly Fiorina. And there was silence on the other end of the line for about 30 seconds, and I knew something was the matter. And I discovered that Carly was not who she professed herself to be. She did not have the general management experience that she claimed and what was in the Fortune article. And she was trying to keep me from finding that out. But she had uh, what I would say actually manipulated the board, uh, which she was very good at. Uh, that was one of her primary skills. And there was nothing I could do about it at that point. There was one person particularly on the board that was a very significant advocate. and Lou who they were pushing out had pretty much been exhausted by the process because it was very difficult to get the board to decide and to move forward. Uh, My top candidate was Ray Lane, but he was uh, decided to turn the role down. He later became uh, the chairman of HP and is still on the board. The company would be significantly different if they had brought Ray in. He's a fine human being, wonderful person, incredible leader, And the company would probably be twice its size today and, you know, probably owned Google or something like that.
1: (laughs) That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In modern day, uh, you say it's a good time to take a job as a CEO. Why is that?
0: Well, it's always a good time to take a job as a CEO. <laughs> I'll take
1: the <laughs> offer if, you, if, if anyone's offering, but why, exactly. is it, why is it a good time to, to take a job as a CEO?
0: Well, I think when we're in a time like we are today, Scott, where a market is in turbulence and there are many companies that need to be turned around, many of the companies that have been darlings on Wall Street and NASDAQ that have been high flyers have really been lifted by uh, a, a very strong market. And the fundamentals of the company are not sound. And so someone who is a strong leader that can come in and turn a company around and really understands the blocking and tackling of driving a company forward and scaling it and creating new efficiencies and and lowering costs, et cetera, can really make a name for themselves. And it's a time when companies need to be cleaned up. They've been running kind of fat, dumb and happy, many of them for many years now, because there's been such an abundance of clients out there. Now, clients are starting to tighten their belt. Uh, many have already bought a lot of technology. And we're going into a recession. So, or at least many people believe we're going into a recession. So this is the time where the real CEOs stand out. And those that are up and coming, chief operating officers, uh, business unit heads, general managers that are getting into their first CEO role, have an opportunity to really come in and just apply you know, leadership 101 and, and turn a company around and make a name for themselves.
1: Is there a person out there who's unavailable
0: that you wish was a free agent that was on your roster? Always. I mean, there's always someone that that we think is fantastic that we've run into that's either in our network or what we capture in data at the beginning of a project. You know, we'll run into people that don't respond to our emails, don't respond to our outreach. We get very aggressive. We're using LinkedIn. We're using text-based communications. And those that are the best are always those that are the hardest to get to, so someone that doesn't respond that, that that gives me a signal that that's someone I've got to aggressively go after. I believe they call that playing hard to get uh, <laughs> Steve Jobs uh, asked you to put
1: it to place a couple of board members what what sort of criteria did he have uh,
0: I think I just got lucky and happened to call Steve at the right time when uh He was in a bit of a conflict with his board. The board wanted him to bring in a woman. And Steve wasn't against bringing in a woman, but he wanted to get the absolute best person. He actually told me, he said, I don't care whether it's a woman, a man, a dog, or a rock. I'm just going to bring in whoever the best person is. And whoever I want to bring in who's the best. And so he really kind of put me between himself and the board uh, in, in dealing with this issue. He ended up bringing in at the, at the, well, in the middle of the search, he brought in Al Gore, which I thought was interesting because the board wanted a woman and I had a slate of candidates. I think it was, and I didn't know at the time, but he knew, I think that they were going to have some problems that had to do with government regula- regulatory issues. And it was a brilliant ad actually at the time. Uh, he did then bring in Andrea Young from Avon, which was the candidate that I uh, presented, as well as Ron Sugar. So he actually brought two people in. Ron was the CEO of Northrop at the time. He's an incredible CEO. So that was the first woman on the Apple's board. And he was looking for what was important to him. And he wasn't always letting me know that. You know, He, he didn't play his hands. He was someone that was somewhat secretive. Um, one of the things I was asking is I, I said, Steve, we really need to know what the future of Apple is uh, to be able to tell people, you know, what's exciting, what's coming next. And he would not tell me anything about what was coming next because he always made a big deal. And as you know, anytime there was a new product launch, it was a big, you know, it was a show that he put on. And
1: lastly, if I'm listening to this and I feel I am at the point in my career, I've risen just below CEO and I'm ready to be considered for that position, what do I do to make myself more visible as an obvious
0: CEO candidate? Well, I think there are three things that are are important to become visible as a CEO candidate. Well, one of them is just making sure that you've got the right LinkedIn profile because all recruiters, as well as boards, whoever's doing any hiring is looking on LinkedIn. So making sure that your general management skills are there. If you've, you know, most likely the, the best candidates for CEO are either coming from the chief product officer role. So if you're a chief product officer, you're going to be called for early stage and, and maybe later stage uh, venture back companies. Uh, if you're a general manager, a business head, a chief operating officer, making sure that you, you know, talk about it and that you presented the things that you've done to scale. And what, what have you done in hyper growth and, and, and making sure that that scene and, and that your profile is really is representative of the general management qualities that people look for in a CEO. But the more important things is to use your network, get to know people in venture capital, you know, look and find those individuals that are CEOs today and sitting on boards and making sure that you're known using your network is going to be the most important thing. But being visible to to people like ourselves is also something that you can do. But the bottom line is no matter what, the most important things that you can do is get things done, work hard, make stuff happen, get results, because people end up finding out about that.
1: Jeff Christian, longtime Silicon Valley headhunter, of Christian and Timbers. Next week on Sand Hill Road, The Accidental VC.
0: When you're raising a fund, you want to make sure there's kind of the right investors involved. So for us, we primarily focused on high net worth individuals, um, people with the money that they can explains why you never pitched me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I tried at one point. (laughs) Yes, I remember you did.
1: Yes, you did. Mendel Chong of Acquired Wisdom Fund. That's next week. Sandhill Road is produced by Sean Myers under the leadership of Sarah Bueno and Stephanie Adruni. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC Bay Area and everywhere in the world on iTunes at, at PressHereTV.com.